0: Money FM eighty nine point three best of weekends. We make fun of my tech ignorance, obviously, which mm. I'm sort of proud and equally ashamed of, <laughs> in, in equal parts. Yes. Equal parts. <laughs> NFTs, mm. right? What are they? I mean, we, I mean, I've got to ask the same question to our guests. I mean, they stand for. I'm probably even pronouncing it wrong. Non. Fungi- fung- fungible, fungible fungible non-fungible Token. tokens now right. i do know because i've looked them up what do they mean to you what are they to
1: you it is it is having the digital rights or the rights to a digital property let's put correct. it that way so something that you have created let's say you take a photograph correct and you it's only online you you don't print out copies and you know mail them around to your friends there is one copy of it In the in in the ether, right? Yes. uh, uh, And you. I'm not sure
0: how that's enforced. You
1: assign that as a non fungible token, and so it cannot be duplicated or repeated. So that then you can take that and actually sell that right, right to somebody.
0: That's how I understand it. It's using the tech to sell digital art for the most part, right? Now, I had a little look last night, and I thought it was a bit of a gimmick, but some of these pieces these <laughs> nfts have you seen tens of millions of dollars google owner bought one recently for a few hundred thousand dollars and it's just that it's a digital piece of art that someone has created and they can sell in the millions so again i'm like what am i doing with my life i need to get a non-fungible
1: token i mean the the, the famous example was the singaporean that bought the uh, a painting for was 67 million uh, You're kidding me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was on Money FM. He wasn't on this show. He's but on Money an FM. NFT, yeah. a, a, a digital, an NFT, not a digital piece of art. Yeah, Sixty seven million. Word. Word. And that's what their business does here. So ladies Singapore, and gentlemen, so. if
0: you do know more about NFTs or <laughs> if you happen to own, this is what I'm genuinely interested uh. in. If you own an NFT or if you've created one or sold one, let us know on Facebook Live. If you ha- uh, have a view on it, I'd love to know because it ties in also
1: very nicely with our next guests. Vogue Singapore is entering the metaverse with the launch of two digital covers and NFTs, non-fungible tokens, in to debut in their September issue. As part of the global theme, New Beginnings for September, Vogue is exploring the creative renaissance of the digital innovation. And let's get to that right now with uh, Vogue's editor-in-chief, Vogue Singapore, Norman Tan, and uh, the publisher, Betty Von Schlipp of Vogue Singapore as well. Good morning. Welcome to you both. Thanks for being on Money FM Saturday mornings with us. Good morning, Neil. Good morning, everyone. Good to be here. Good morning, now Norman.
0: Let me start with you. You're an old friend of mine. Full disclosure. Stop making me learn new stuff. Okay, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't do it well, right? I don't so... need to learn about anything new, especially if it's digital. But thanks to you and Bettina there, I looked up all about NFTs, which uh, you just heard. So. Start with that first. Tell us why you decided to bring in this NFT uh, element and why you decided to, why you believe that Vogue Singapore needed to enter the
2: metaverse. Um, Well, Neil, you're the one that teaches me a whole bunch of things all the time. So it's definitely a two way street. Thank you. For September, it's obviously the marquee issue of any luxury magazine. And um, Anna Winter and Edward Ennenfall uh, wanted a global theme for September, and it was New Beginnings. And the whole idea was to think about, you know, what is a new beginning for fashion, given our current climate? And I had a chat with Bettina, and we were talking about this whole rise of NFTs and what does it mean for us in the Mm -hmm. fashion industry? So we were brainstorming, and we thought, why don't we dedicate an issue to, you know, what does this whole creative renaissance, as you said, in this whole digital space mean for creators? I mean, as Vogue, we're always reflecting you know, our times, we are always reflecting our creative community. So we want to explore who are the new protagonists in this space. We've worked with photographers and stylists and makeup artists for, you know, decades now. But what are the new people in this space? So that, to me, was super exciting. And then we started looking into this space, looking at the Singaporeans in this space, and came up with two NFT covers and a whole suite of different art forms that have now been um, stored as data blocks in the blockchain and available for purchase.
1: Amazing and Bettina, as the publisher of Vogue Singapore, why why did this catch your attention and and what do you what do you feel like this is going to mean to the future of Vogue Singapore?
3: I think we need to go back to the very beginning because uh, a year ago when we discussed to launch Vogue uh, in Singapore, uh, you remember that was uh, the high time of COVID and. Uh, of course, like launching a project such as woke under these circumstances, uh, required innovative uh, thinking. And uh, technology is the only way forward. So it was very logical for us from launch to uh, where we are right now to uh, look into all these innovations. And obviously, NFT is one of them. And it was a A very uh, clear, you know, development from our digital launch only to adding on all these new formats of storytelling uh, that Norman and the team integrated from uh, AR and VR experiences, cryptocurrency integration, uh, and much more. So when we said September issue, that's the key issue of the season. What does it mean for us with a positioning that is clearly uh, fashion and technology. So uh, the answer was very straightforward. Uh, We Mm. should look what NFTs can do for the fashion industry.
0: Fantastic. And now, Norman, you mentioned that, well, you both mentioned that this is the key issue for the fashion industry. Mm. And you also mentioned, Norman, of course, the legendary Anna Wintour, is editor-in-chief of Vogue in America. Now, I'm just trying to picture this scene now, Norman. Tell me if this is right or wrong. Do you have to go to Anna as as editor of the Singapore edition? Does she have any say in the global editions or are you completely independent on this one? I'm just trying to picture you telling Anna you're doing NFTs in the next issue. Is that how it went or not?
2: Um, Yeah, kind of. I mean, we have global calls every month. And, um, well, she's a global chief content officer, so she definitely has a say in what, you know, all the Vogue's are doing globally. But she also gives us a lot of room to express these ideas. So she sets the theme, and that was New Beginnings. And she wanted the sunrise to be the leitmotif. So all the 27 Vogue's had to represent um, a sunrise on the cover And, um, you know, she did ask us, and there's all these kind of Excel spreadsheets to fill out. What are you guys doing? Who is the artist? When's it, like, all that kind of stuff. So she did know about it. Um, And it's been super well received, you know, globally within Singapore um, and within the whole Condé Nast family. I think it's, um, I was, I don't know about you, Bettina, I was personally a little bit concerned. (laughs) 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 Because it was so different, you know, than most other Vogues. Did beautiful covers with photographers. Shot a model at sunrise. That was, you know, what everyone did. And we're like, we're doing a sunrise in the metaverse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We didn't have a physical cover. The physical cover was literally a giant QR code. And can I see it? Do you have it anywhere? Do you have it anywhere? I, I do, oh, Bettina's pulling one up. Yeah, I can yeah, see so Yeah, Yeah, Bettina's holding it up there for those uh, joining us I mean, when you look um, at the cover there, video.
0: when you look at the cover that Bettina's about to hold up, it is a huge risk, Norman, isn't it, for Vogue, as you
2: mentioned. it's so yeah. cool, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. And then even passing, p- proposing this to Bettina and the team, they're like, okay. And then I think when, when I showed it to she's Bettina, like, she's like, oh, yeah, I get it. This is, this is cool. And she kind of, it, it caught on. And then, the idea was the cover is just a portal to the two digital-only covers. So yeah. we, it's the first time in Vogue's history where we don't actually have a cover. It's just a portal. The covers only exist virtually. And we created a open-air gallery because we wanted to say that these digital covers were art pieces and mm. they existed in a digital gallery. And then you could interact with them. You could click to buy the cover or buy the physical print issue. And there were different clickable points. And, yeah, it was... It felt like we relaunched again because yeah. we did two microsites. Um the issue is just as sick as the first one. And um, just super proud of the team of, of what they've achieved, and um, it's been you know it's been really well recognized, and it's been held as a success. So we fantastic. We
1: plan. Uh, Bettina, are you actually going to sell these? That many NFTs are sold, and uh, I mean uh, auctioned, I should say, bid up to the highest bidder, or will anyone be able to buy it for a certain price? Just the price of the magazine, for example. How, how's that going to work with your NFT?
3: Yeah, so there are two chapters to it. Um, we had the first chapter, which um, we uh, we. Pre- presented the, the collection on uh, Binance and had first uh, sales. There are actually three parts, to be very um, honest. Mm. So we had a mystery box, on, um, which was a teaser campaign to the collection. Uh, these are 10 sunrises teasing to uh, the actual artwork and uh, the uh, the print issue and then um, we had um, uh, the collection itself because Norman needs to tell you more about that it's not only two it's actually 13 NFTs that have been presented in the uh, September issue and they are um, related to uh, you know our uh, main pillars. So there was a lifestyle, there was a fashion, uh, there was a beauty uh, NFT. So uh, you could have a glimpse of what is inside the book uh, in an NFT format. And this collection will be sold then on uh, OpenSea in November. Wow. And then you can you can yeah you can buy it. We are very happy if you buy it and
0: support us. <laughs> very cool. And Norman, I mean, I'm guessing that the print version that Bettina is holding there, I'm guessing that in itself, at some point, will become a collector's item as well. I'm I'm guessing that's the hope.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've it's it's been selling really well. Um, it's it's sold just as many as the our launch issue, and as we always know, the launch issue of any Vogue globally is always super successful. Mm. So yeah. Uh, Hopefully people hold on to it and and keep it because I don't think you're going to see um, another cover with a QR code anytime soon. Um, So, yeah, I I hope people enjoy it and love it. We've been getting great feedback that they think it's a piece of art in and of itself anyway. And then obviously being here in Singapore, you know, we can't leave our house without our smartphones. You have to QR code somewhere, whether it's even to Starbucks or or cold storage, so I think it really is a reflection of that at
1: the time. And, and this is an interesting point, uh, Norman, because we had uh, actually a gentleman from the National Gallery on last week, yeah. and they're doing an art exhibit throughout the Heartlands by putting QR codes in the void decks mm. of uh, different HDBs, and so people can access uh, actual art uh, on their on their digital device, uh, on their on their mobile phone or whatever, just by showing the the QR code. So you know, as we enter this age where especially QR codes are so uh you know so popular with everybody we're using them every day literally uh do you see the future of vogue you know exploring this more in different ways that you might present the magazine i know you said you're probably not going to do another uh, nft cover like this but is this an opportunity for vogue to even reach more audiences or does that erode some of the the sort of high end brand uh, positioning that mm. that uh, vogue has
2: you know, that's a great question. We've, we've been exploring this intersection of fashion and technology ever since launch because very much kind of um, accelerated by the fact that we launched in a pandemic. Mm. Um, but it's always been a passion point for mine. So every issue of Vogue Singapore since launch, we've had QR codes in every issue. And one of our signatures is actually the augmented reality experience. Okay. So I've always wanted to take like the, the physical, you know, in real life experiences of reading a magazine onto the digital <laughs> realm so like patina's holding up there um, basically our in style pages so at the beginning of every vlog we show you the latest trends and there's a QR code that you can scan that then takes that look uh. into an augmented reality in your space so you could be at home in the workplace in the park and you can bring that model live in your space because fashion always looks better in motion you know mm. a dress always looks better when it's twirling around just in a, in a static 2D space so we've had a lot of success with that and we continue to do that with every issue. And I'm always on the lookout for new technology. So I love the fact that the National Gallery is taking art to the heartlands yeah. by just having a simple QR code, because who doesn't have a smartphone, uh, especially in Singapore today? Yeah, it's ex- so, it's uh, extraordinary, yeah. um, I'm really yeah, looking
0: to push it forward more, actually. Bettina, the final word to you then. As the publisher, how do you see this impacting upon the business model moving forward?
3: Oh, it already hasn't impact uh, on the business model. I think we have uh, learned to uh, rethink publishing and um, not think like a legacy publishing uh, company, Mm. but as someone who is really introducing and uh, thinking digital first. uh, That's number one. And number two, um, uh, by all means, it's, uh, it's a way of Uh, you know, building uh, new opportunities in the future. And you mentioned uh, that uh, there are new audiences and the NFT community, for example, is a very interesting new audience and uh, it's a relevant audience uh, for us. This is why um, as a publisher, adding all this on to our offer Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, suddenly the opportunity to um, reach out globally. You know, even a small publishing house in Singapore uh, is now relevant because we speak to collectors in uh, the U.S., in China, in Russia. Mm-hmm. So um, it's important to use this tech. Uh, it will give you other opportunities of distribution and reaching other audiences. So uh, it has an impact and it will have more impact in the future. By all means. So, um, yeah, we're excited what uh, comes next because there is uh, so much um, new tech that we uh, would love to integrate and uh, give fashion a future because fashion needs uh, really the rethink, to be honest, Mm. to be future proof.
1: Fashion forward, indeed. Uh, Thank you both so much for being with us. Bettina von Schlipp, uh, the publisher of Vogue Singapore, and Norman Tan, editor-in-chief. Great to have you with us. Please come back again and and tell us when you've got some some new fun things to uh, discuss with us. For me to learn. And for Neil to learn as well. (laughs) That's (laughs) the most important thing.
2: You're welcome, Sean. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Neil. Bye-bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app.